Oh, boy. Oh, boy, it's getting hot in here. It was hot. So take off all your clothes. Amy already, we already did. did. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something personal. Every, oh. Everyone close your ears. Yeah, nobody listen. No one listen. So I'm sick. <laughs> this episode's coming out a week after the other one where I said I'm sick. We filmed them back to back, so whatevs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still, I'm going away, so I have, like, a bunch of stuff to get done. Like, I went to get my nails done. I got my hair done. It's not an event. I just, like, needed to get stuff done. Oh, yeah. So, and so, like, I I just try now to, like, wax on the reg as well. Oh. And, yeah. So, I was like, all right. So, I made a wax appointment. And when, after you wax, you're, like, not supposed to get sweaty. So, like, no working out, no sexy times because it's, it get, will get irritated. And then you right. could get, like, ingrown, ingrown hairs, hairs, which are crazy fucking painful. And so, so, like, my woman that I go to, she's always, like, just wear your granny panties and, you know, just mm-hmm. no lace because that could, like, imprint oh, yeah. and cause ingrown hairs and stuff, too. So, yesterday, like... Of course, I'm still sick, and I go, and it's still 110 degrees outside, and I was like, I'm, I'm like panicking because like I'm not gonna stop sweating, and like I just, it's just gonna sweat, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. get all these ingrown hairs, and it's nasty. But this is literally the only day I can do it because I have to go back to work, even though I'm sick, and so I go, and so I go home. <laughs> oh boy! I know. At the was like, I definitely married the weirdest woman in the world, and I opened the refrigerator door and dropped trout. <laughs> And I stood in front of the refrigerator <laughs> with, like, thrusting my pelvis as close to it as possible, <laughs> completely naked from the waist down. And then I was trying to fan the cold air more onto my crotch because <laughs> I didn't want to get any ingrown hairs and I couldn't stop sweating. Amy, did you use protection? <laughs> Are you going to have little Frigidaires? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The the jar of the pickle that just popped right open and the pickles were like, whoa. Whoa. Dreaming of this moment. <laughs> At the murder walk by and he's like, oh, my God. I wish I could take a picture of this. <laughs> I probably look like a gross pervert, like flashing. The produce. I mean, um, I'm not. What? What's one of my things? I do not kink shame. I do you know? not believe in kink shaming. Uh, you should never uh, kink shame, especially on Banshees and Booze, a paranormal podcast with a shot of something going on today. <laughs> Me, <laughs> I'm just a cat on a hot tin roof. <laughs> just, just a pussy on a cold, <laughs> a cold draft fridge. <laughs> oh, that is uh, my truth, and I'm just gonna speak it. Oh, I forgot to make her eat that granola bar. Oh, oh. <laughs> it'll be fine. I'll eat it. I'll um, eat. It's too hot for food. It's too hot for food. Let's drink. Mm, let's do that. Let's have this drink that I made mm, for us because what is it? our theme this week. I can't believe we hadn't done it already, dude. Haunted hotels. Hello. What's funny is we had both halfway done research 
for this for another episode. And um, yeah, so we kind of picked up on it. Yeah, uh, we just like kind of touched on it yep. as like a oh, this yep. was something, and yeah. But now we're going deep uh diving in i uh decided to make um it's a it's a classic bloody mary um uh but it is got no frills it is the room service bloody mary <laughs> room service bloody mary i love that because it's one of the best things you can get or you can order room service because it's hard to mess up a bloody mary it's just it'll just be simple it'll yeah. be a simple one just the vodka and the mix vodka and the mix and then i did do a little lime we have a little tapatio going on in here and yeah. i did do tahine on the rim because you zhuzhed it up a little bit I zhuzhed. it's you like sure you know yeah i had to i know you have to blow Here's your nose. the tissue it's, it's out. okay okay i'm gonna do it away from the mic for real this time Great. like this that yeah everyone can if we can't even have an air conditioner in here you know what it's totally fine you can edit that one out uh I it's won't. like four episodes in a row of yeah. me blowing my nose now uh-huh. so much mucus why why i said no kink shaming i wonder if anyone really gets off on you blowing your nose i hope so <laughs> <laughs> and if they do, then we're going to get a spike yeah. in uh, listeners. Up goes to personal at gmail.com <laughs> if you are super turned on by Amy Snot. Um, if so, uh, I've got plenty of it, uh-huh. baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just me blowing my nose into my fridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crotch out. My oh, God. Boy. You are going to lose your deposit when they have to clean that place out when you move. <laughs> Like, what the fuck uh-huh. happened here? Uh, hopefully my landlord does not ever hear this podcast. Yeah. For a um, lot of reasons, probably. I own the fridge. Yeah. Some, Do you? Yeah, those stupid LA apartments don't come with refrigerators. You know, a lot does of, that? I have always had a refrigerator, but but I've heard that before. Yeah. I have never encountered that until moving to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And uh, my first apartment came with one, but it was like a big plus. It's like, comes with a refrigerator. I'm like, that's like, like saying it comes with a sink. Duh. Of course well, it comes with a fridge. When I first moved out here, <laughs> topical, uh, I remember being like, why are you bragging that you have AC? Like, I don't understand this. <laughs> like, <laughs> actually, that might have been when I was, no, because when I moved to Chicago, that made sense. But I was like, no, California's hot. Right. And I'm not wrong. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Yeah, but like no one has AC. Yeah, the difference is gotta get your own. I mean, that's, that's rent is cheaper than like New York and maybe Chicago, but you got to bring all your own shit. Yeah, that's global warming for you, right Dude, there. Right? Because I think you didn't used to have air conditioning. Yeah, I think it used to be fine. Growing up, we did not have AC in New York, and then when we moved to Florida, we had obviously yeah. had to. Same in Texas, but um, yeah, we didn't have AC. It was hot. Don't get me wrong. I don't but. know how the places I lived in Chicago all had central air Whoa. in Chicago. Why? Dang, you need it for those two months, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I that's mean, amazing. It was fun. That is nice. Well, you need it for like AC three so days, you know, and then it's yeah, yeah. Um. Well, it's certainly hot in here. Yeah. And I'm gonna drink um, my drink. I I'm forgot. Gonna, I talked about it. And I it's forgot delightful. To drink it. I already had some. Mm-hmm. Mm, it is really, really good. You did. You done good. That's better than a room service. Oh, thank you, Bloody Mary. Well, I aim to be slightly better than room service. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this is exciting. So we both also accidentally did Los Angeles-based hotels yeah, for this one. We did, and we've we've done the Roosevelt, and you know, but like this doesn't count because that was about Marilyn Monroe. It was. So you want to go first? I do. I 
Okay, I'm so excited. I already knew which one I wanted to do right away because I had started doing my research. Um, I found out about it. It was back when we did Haunted Bars of Hollywood. Ah, episode three. Yeah, back when we used to take a good two hours to record the podcast. And do you remember in our first view? Mm-hmm. I just saw this the other day. We did one of us would do. I'll do the ghost stories yep. and you do the facts yep. about like we did like the I did the ghost stories on the Stanley Hotel and then you did Stephen King's inspiration exactly. to write The Shining. I'm like that didn't last. It long. didn't last very long. <laughs> um, but we also we had done like we had picked out a whole bunch of stuff and then we talked for fucking 90 minutes and 90 minutes. So I cut out all this stuff. But um so I knew which one I wanted to do. I researched the historic Culver Hotel mm. in downtown Culver City. I've never been. I've heard it's very haunted. I have heard the same thing, and I have been in the bar. Ooh. Because mm-hmm. uh, I used to live over there. Yeah. So, I heard it's really nice. It's beautiful. Um, so the Culver Hotel is a national historic landmark in downtown Culver City, California. It was built by Harry Culver. Heard of him? The founder of Culver City. Really? <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, it opened on September 4th, 1924. Mm. Um, it was – oh, and uh, local headlines pronounced, city packed with visitors for opening of Culver Skyscraper. <laughs> Skyscraper? Isn't like 14 stories? <laughs> no, it's like nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess it kind of is like the tallest yeah. building in Culver City, though, huh? There was um, this pizza place. It's so funny. I should have written this and looked it up. There was a pizza place that had really great fucking pizza. It was like across the street. Mm. And it had all these historical things. So I actually read some of this stuff while I was waiting for pizza. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I did that at a Wells Fargo Bank in Studio City recently. Yeah. I was like waiting and I they had all of these things about the, the history of Studio City and what it used to look like. And like in the 1900s, I'm like, this is Fascinating. I mean, knowledge is power, Amy. Knowledge is power. You can learn something new every day. But don't worry, I'm still with a credit union. Great. It's okay. <laughs> um, okay, blah, blah, blah. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. It's six stories. Um, it's not even nine. Oh, my it's God. Six stories. Um, it, uh, oh, so it's a very, like, Art Deco building, and it's in that um, Flatiron style. You oh, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the, like, triangle. It reminds you know? me a lot of the buildings in New York. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's different. Um, okay. So as Culver City became a movie-making mecca in the 1920s, the hotel welcomed many legendary stars, some maintaining private residences for months at a time. And Culver himself kept an office there. Uh, over the next few decades, the property fell into disrepair. It was boarded up for a time and at risk of demolition. In the 1990s, the hotel was partially restored and reopened, joining the National Register of Historic Places in 1997. Um, and then it just recently went over another renovation, and now it's like, na 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 nice. Yeah, it's a cool – It's like the, and the bar downstairs is really cool, and there's another bar, and they do like jazz nights and stuff like that, and it's it's really nice. Nice. Yeah. I like that area. Um, I don't. But well, I know. That's why I don't go to Santa Monica either. Yeah. <laughs> um, get ready for some name dropping. Oh, shit. The Culver Hotel has housed many stars as guests, including Clark Gable, oh, Mickey Rooney, Woo. Greta Garbo, Boom. Judy Garland, Joan Crawford, <gasps> yes. Lana Turner, Ooh. Red Skelton, mm. Buster Keaton, Rawr. Dorothy Dandridge, Boo-boo. Douglas Fairbanks, Woo. Frank Sinatra, Yo. Ronald Reagan. Okay. And all four members of the boy band, 98 Degrees. 
cookbook. Yes. Names not and one, then... not two, not three, but all four members whoop, whoop. of 98 Degrees. 90 Degrees? Was that Nick Lachey? Who was that? <laughs> I, don't <remember. laughs> I don't remember. I think it was, actually. It was Nick Lachey and some three other guys. And three other guys. Three other guys uh-huh. who sung... Um... Oh, no. I'm really bad at this. I don't I keep, know any I get the mix-up with Backstreet Boys. See, I was a... I was an in-sinker. See, I was a none of them because mm. I was a Tori Amos girl. Girl. I saw a guy wearing a Tori Amos shirt yesterday, and I was like, Tammy. <laughs> Tammy, I miss you. It was me. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no, legitimately, I was a little like, uh, I listened to Jewel and Alanis Morissette. I can totally and see that. I don't like boy bands, and now, if I'm ever out somewhere and something starts, I'm like, it's tearing up my heart. <laughs> Because you remember all that stuff. You do. It, like the only pop group in the nineties I was into that was like that was in sync. But I wasn't like into like Britney or Christine or any. Yeah, no, no one. No, I, 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 I did. Like I listened. I listened to the Edge. I oh was damn! You were girl. so alt. Yeah, I was still listening to like Crosby, Stills and Nash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though that was way before my time, I was listening to old hippie music. Mm-hmm. And then in sync, yeah. And that was it. That good was my video. that was my spectrum. You're not wrong. I'm not. You know, um, it's, a good, it's a good life. Thank God. Um, so that is impressive. Okay. So I loved all of these. I love that. Um, okay. So casts from Gone with the Wind and The Wizard of Oz stayed at the hotel during filming, including more than 100 actors and actresses who played the Munchkins in the Oz film. I've heard of that. Uh-huh. I've heard that before. Have you heard about it? There were it? over 100? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, they didn't do all that, you know, copy and paste <laughs> stuff that they do nowadays. You know? They had no CGI. Yeah, They're yeah. like, no, we, we actually have to 100. go on a worldwide casting mm-hmm. scouting. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, okay. So I, uh, I, I wanted to talk about that. So one of the reasons that people – hold on. I did this out of order. Uh, so one of the reasons it's supposedly haunted is because – so it's right next door to the Culver Studios. It's like right across the street. Also, Sony Pictures is right there too. So, right. Um, but the Culver Studios is also super fucking haunted. Ooh. So they, they say that's probably one of the reasons because it is – it's all that like – so Gone with the Wind, a lot of it was filmed there. So people would stay in the hotel. Right. Wizard of Oz. So well, actually – I guess Wizard of Oz was technically on the Sony lot, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's because they have a big rainbow. They got the on rainbow. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it so? It wasn't Sony back then, though. No, it was. It was like MGM, probably. Yep. Yes, it was MGM. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so that's so I wanted to talk about that too because they're both very haunted. Okay, so um, multiple things have been reported here. The bar, which is why I looked it up, the bar um, they have they hear haunted or like music mm. that they can't trace. Um, most of the bartenders have stories that they'll tell you, um, and people will see a man walking by, um, and people think that the man is Mr. Culver. Who founded the city and oh, that makes had his offices there and everything like that. Sure. So here is a great story. Um, there was a guy, one of the uh, managers uh, who 
I didn't write down his first name, but his last name's Horowitz. So my man Horowitz uh, uh, was walking down the hall <laughs> and noticed a guest um, having difficulty opening the second floor exercise room with his key. So he walked over and assisted him by opening the door. Upon entering the room, the hotel guest gasped loudly and said, Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Um, and then Horowitz says, I ran over the window to investigate, and the man, with a huge look of surprise on his face, said, oh, my God, it's gone. Mm. Then the fellow, this is fascinating, pulled out his phone and started drawing a man's portrait on a phone app. So Whoa. I guess this guy was just an artist because he okay. had this ready to go. He was ready. He showed it to Horowitz. The hair stood up on my neck and arms. The image was the spitting image of Mr. Culver. I took the man over to see a photograph of him hanging down the hall. Uh, <laughs> and uh, oh, and he said, yes, that was definitely him. Then he did what any good general manager should do in a situation like this. He ran and got the clairvoyant man a shot of good single malt whiskey. Oh, yeah. There is no doubt in my mind that that man saw the ghost. I was in the room. Um, wow. Horowitz added that the guest told him that um, the ghost looked very happy and had a satisfied look on his face. Aww. So um, this uh, activity is kind of like comes and goes. And you know how like renovations will, you know. Jolt yeah. the ghosts up. Yeah. So what's interesting is they seem to have an increase in activity, not when they're renovating the hotel, but mm. when the studio across the street is going through changes. Whoa. Yeah. And it's happened a lot. So um, the wow. Culver Studios, uh, they it was first founded. It was Thomas Ince um, founded the studio. So it was originally called the Ince Studios. Um, it produced many movies, including Gone with the Wind. Um, and uh, it has been the – this is all the changes it's gone through. It was the Ince Studios. Then it was the DeMille Studios. Then it was RKO Pathé. Then it was Selznick. Then it was Desilu for a really long time and then finally became Culver. Whoa. And every time the studio was changing hands, that is when ghostly activity would really spike at the hotel. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So Inse himself is said to haunt um, both the studio and the hotel as well. Ooh. Um, Interesting. This is a fun thing. Inse. He died in mysterious circumstances. Now, I went down a fucking rabbit hole about this. Yes. Because officially he died of a heart attack, like heart failure. Okay. All right. So he was pretty – he was like 44. Okay. So it was his fucking birthday, right? And he gets invited to go party on a yacht with William Randolph Hearst. And a bunch of fucking celebrities. Oh, boy. <laughs> like you do if you're a studio head. <laughs> and it's your birthday. So uh, he's on this boat. And officially what happened is uh, he starts getting heartburn. And then they go into port and he's dead. Right? So officially he's listed. You know, he, he, he died of a heart attack. Mm. However, there are multiple rumors that William Randolph Hearst motherfucking shot this guy. 
I believe I don't trust. I Hurst. hate him. I hate him. He's hate a him. bad person. He's a bad person. And get this, it gets even better because this story is so crazy. Is why I believe it. I believe he would have shot this guy without a doubt. So they think that he shot him because he mistook him for fucking Charlie Chaplin, who was on the boat. Because oh my Charlie God. Chaplin was making eyes at his girl. Actress Marion Davies. Oh, boy. So he thought he was like, Charlie Chaplin's stealing my girl that I'm clearly having an affair with. How dare he? I'll kill him. Whoops. I shot the wrong person. Guys, he had a heart attack. It's fine. Oh, my God. So I think that's true. So it was all these things that, like, the, the widow suddenly got, like, her apartment all paid for and was like no it was a heart attack you know mm. and uh like marion davies got like this contract like you know so basically there were all these people on the boat and they they got some hush hush I think money they got some hush money well when you're a freaking billionaire in like the 1920s and or whatever you like, run the newspapers yes that's what a fucking fucker I hate him. Hate him so much. To me, I'm just also like, what a weirdly specific story. Yeah. For it to all be made up. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, whatever happens at sea, like stays at sea, mm-hmm. I feel. And he was just like right away, like, that's cool. It was an accident, but I run everything. It's my boat. Yeah. So I'm just and gonna I'll... tell you guys what happened. Yeah, exactly. Here's some money. I mean, this wow. is this is why I'm a respected journalist because I believe the crazy story. I believe the crazy story. Now I have a question. If you mm-hmm. were on the boat, if yeah. you were like Marion Davies or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's you're they're like, Oh no, I just murdered someone. Mm-hmm. If you don't tell anyone, I'll give you a five year contract to do like ten movies. Because mm-hmm. they did so many movies per year that back then. Yeah. Would you do it? No judgment zone. I'm just going to let you know right away, I would. Do I like (laughs) the guy that was murdered? Nah. And you've been struggling. I've been struggling. You have been struggling, and he runs the newspapers. He can ruin you. You know what? A year from now, I'll give a different answer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, me too, me too, me too. <laughs> but as of right now, don't get murdered in front of me because it doesn't look good for you. <laughs> Or, like, if you get murdered in front of me, hope that a billionaire, like, newspaper owner is not also That's, in our presence. Yeah. Like, you know, like. Wouldn't it just be our luck just to have some poor person murder, murder a poor, poor person? Okay. It's a double record day. Uh, I got you. Right? I got you. That would just be my fucking luck. I know, right? To witness that and then be mm-hmm. like, great. Now I have to go to the cops and tell them what I saw. Yeah. I'm and not going to. No reward. No reward. No reward. No reward. Um, this is fascinating. I know. I believe it. it really amped up my hate for. So for thank you. William. Me too. Is it William? Hurst? William Randolph yeah. Hearst. Yeah. Dummy. I hate him. Rich um, kid. I also the last thing I wanted to talk about was I found this video online. Um, <laughs> the Curtis Perry Jazz Cartel. <laughs> um, so they were just making some videos in the they they. Okay, so I'll just read what they said. What started out as lighthearted, humorous Halloween fun ended up turning into a real encounter with unexplained entities. I was originally just intending to do one of my silly gig vlogs until we got a little more than we bargained for. I didn't notice these things while I was filming, but in the editing room, I noticed some really scary things going on. All I was intending to do was interview some of the Culver Hotel staff, show the band, and do some silly stuff. But we actually ended up capturing some very interesting and creepy voices on camera. (laughs) 
Oh my god. So I watched the video. And is this Kiwi? I think I believe it. <laughs> I think I do. Like and like they don't respond, but you can hear answers back. Like so like one time he he's like uh is this going to be god what does he say? Something like oh is this going to be a creepy blowout or something like I I can't remember what he said. Uh but then literally said it somebody was like it sure will be or something like that. Like oh it was gosh. really scary. It was really I was I was scared also I couldn't turn off the air conditioner it was too hot so I couldn't really hear it very well it was too hot it's too hot Um, my AC has not stopped I had to I was like look I just believe but I definitely heard the voice and so then they also said like the whole time they were walking the the second floor is where most of the activity is Um, it is a skyscraper of six whole stories but uh, (laughs) when they're walking the second floor he said like you can hear like low level just like murmuring like the whole time. And and people have reported that too, that they just constantly hear talking. So Oh my gosh. They think so cool. either in Inse or or Mr. Culver are up there just like doing business. Definitely. Doing business. Doing business. Reminds me of like the Pantages. Yes. Right? Yeah, with Howard Hughes. Yeah, like his offices were there and like, you know. Amy, we've learned so much about history from this podcast. I'm really proud of us. I know. I love that we can like pull stuff right away. Like now, especially in Hollywood, I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, I remember, I know, because like, okay, I'm going to be at the Pantages this evening, sick as I am. We've got tickets to see On Your Feet, the Gloria Estefan story. Uh, And I'm I'm very excited. I'm not giving those up. I don't care that also now with the Marisic, he got it. We're going. Great. We are fucking going. I'm going to shake my congas. Mm-hmm. And I'm like totally thinking now about the usher that like yeah. the ghost usher, mm-hmm. the frolic room, all of it. I'm like so excited. I haven't been since we've done all of our reports. Do me a fucking solid. Take pictures. Yeah. Go to that. Go to the downstairs bathroom and take some pictures and see if you catch anything. Okay. I'm going to do you a solid and I'll post it. Thank you. And our stories. I am so excited. Oh, my God. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm scared. I'm going to do it. Uh, well, that's the Culver Hotel. Girl. Which I really haven't been back to Culver City. It's, I get it. But I think I'll go at some point. We could go we together. We could go together. And yeah. we'll do, like, jazz and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Also, you know what I just discovered? A place we need to go. Again, just making all of our plans on the podcast. Yes. Have you heard of the Cicada Club? I've been. You've been in the Lingaman Do you know it's located on the ground floor of my wedding venue? Yeah. Where I you saw entered. that it was on Olive yeah. and was like, oh, yeah. I wonder if that's near where Amy came here. Is that, it the Oviat? That is the Oviat building. That is Joseph Oviat's old haberdashery. Oh. So Ithamar and I went for his birthday last year. So it was like about 14 months ago. It is phenomenal. They need you. You have to dress up. I know. In like period specific. Like, oh my God. And the band was amazing. I don't recommend doing dinner. It was awful, gross, overpriced, terrible service. Drinks and dancing. That's all you need to do. I saw, so a friend of mine. I'll go with, oh my God. A friend of mine who I don't think listens to the podcast. That's fine. Well, we're like, we're like, we're like Facebook friends. We're casual friends. We met a couple of times. I'm gonna. I'm listening. I know you're listening. Uh, <laughs> so much mucus. Um, the uh, so he went the other night, and uh, he's a magician, oh. and uh, he uh, always has awesome clothes. Like I literally like stalk him on Instagram because he's dressed is so cool. He's Aww. got like a cape. 
Oh my god! So great, yeah. That's great. Um, and he went, and uh, he went, and the girl he went with, uh, literally danced with fucking Bill Nye, the science guy, was there. Ah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. It's magical, and they had definitely haunted us. And oh my god, we gotta go. We also, she was wearing the girl that he took was wearing the dress that we both own. Get out! Yeah. Oh my god, that's yeah. what I wore. That no, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I, I did more of a twenties, like more of a flapper yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah, you look so cute in 20 stuff. I can't do 20 stuff. Well, it's hard to do 20 stuff, though, because when you've got big boobs. boobs. Yep. And my boobs are big, and it doesn't suit very it's my, well. It's you my hips, to... too. My hips, like, it doesn't work Yeah, like, me. the flapper style is, like, no mm-hmm. hips, no curves at all. Yeah. But, boy, it looks so cute. But I, d- I went for a more 20s look that night, and – uh um, but we went for it was a big band like but the yeah. guy he definitely is like a Frank Sinatra cover person. Yes, he sounds just like him. We had the best and we never stopped dancing. It was the great. minute I saw it, I was I literally was like, I want to go with Amy and Ithamar. Oh my god! Well, <laughs> can we please? Stupid. I'm like I'm going to insert myself into a date night for you. We will have Bye. so much fun because you know Ithamar has like five outfits ready to go for a venue like that. Me, I'm like. I don't no, but he is he's so dapper he's perfect for this that. is going on my list of things i look for in a partner is having five outfits ready to go with the cicada club <laughs> he just has like dapper it works he's just dapper he's got the right ties you know without trying too hard it's perfect it's perfect all right i'm making it one more step <laughs> along my lines of becoming your sister wife sorry um, ithamar you don't have a choice we're ready i'm just gonna show up we're just gonna get that central ac and that in unit washer dryer mm. and we can add a plus one for sure. Thank you. How many <laughs> caps can I bring? <laughs> my God. When, my, when I told my mom that Ithamar is now sick too, she's like, you know, when Keith, my stepdad, mm-hmm. when Keith is sick, I sleep in another room and, you know, like so that I don't get his germs. And then I'm like, oh, it. that's what happens when you have a five-bedroom yeah. house yeah. and it's just two of you living in it. We don't have that option. We can't avoid the germs. Yeah. My my ex would make me sleep on the couch when I was sick. <laughs> he should have slept on the fucking couch. Well, he was like, I don't want you to get the germs in the bed. Well, last night I did change the sheets because I was like, yeah. there's it's so germy. I was like, but, and I, you know, I said, no, that's ridiculous. Just kidding. Of course I slept on the couch every night. Oh, my. <laughs> fucking, it just keeps getting worse. I mean, I'm telling you. All right. You want to anyway, hear mine? I want to hear yours so, so bad. <clears throat> my mom's still texting me. She's so Mom. Cute. Mama, I'll text her in a little bit. Yeah, I, my dad would text me this morning. Mm-hmm. I was I like, usually have this on airplane mode. Um, okay, so we talked about a little bit. Of, I guess in episode one, you said right the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. where I proposed we take all of the poor people on Skid Row and put them in the haunted hotels where no one wants to stay. I meant it out of the <laughs> kindness of my heart. It came out sounding pretty fucking shitty and privileged. Uh-huh. <laughs> This is what um, happens with it's not your fault. It was 27 episodes ago. <laughs> um, I'm a different She's person. Learned. I'm a little worse now. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into the Cecil. It's really fucking scary. It inspired the American Horror Story Hotel uh, season, which did you watch it? I didn't watch it. Yeah, that was one of my favorite ones. It was my second favorite one. What's your first favorite? Coven. Oh, of course. Kevin's so good. My favorite's the one, the only one I saw, the first The first one, Murder House. Murder House. I was too scared. I could never watch it again. It was so good. It was pretty scary. So every single document that I researched for the Cecil Hotel says and calls it the most haunted hotel in Los Angeles. 
And it provides the backstories of the the murders and the deaths that happened there. But no article ever actually went into paranormal sightings. So I I almost feel like it's just assumed it's the most haunted hotel in Los Angeles because of the shit that went down there. But as far as the actual paranormal stuff, I couldn't find really specific stuff on it. That being said, it has to be haunted. I usually propose we go ourselves. We never do. This is one place I don't think I ever really want to go. No, thanks. But there is definitely something up there because the amount of suicides and murders that take place there, it's just there must be a dark paranormal something going on to Uh force people to do what they do there. It's really weird. Um, So let's get into the shit that went down at the Cecil and why it's bound to be haunted as fuck. So the Cecil was built in 1924 by William Banks Hanner. It was supposed to be a destination hotel for international businessmen and social elite. Hannah spared, spared near experience on the Art Deco style design. It is gorgeous, by is, the way. Yeah. I've never been, obviously, never planned to. I looked at pictures for the first time of the interior. It is gorgeous. Yeah. It's it really, is, really pretty. It is so great. Gatsby. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's insanity. Um, he spent over a million dollars on the marble lobby, stained glass windows. He imported palm trees and had an alabaster statuary. Uh, however, just, of course, like everything back then, two years later, uh, after it opened, the world was thrown into the Great Depression. So the area surrounding the Cecil Hotel fell into disrepair. It became known as Skid Row. Did not realize Skid Row was that old. I thought that was Skid Row. Is that from a show? It is. What show? Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, I know that show. Where the guys are drips. Are you being Audrey? I am. Aww. I know that show a little bit, but not a lot of it. I, I know. Was, I was Audrey's understudy in high school. Of course you were. And you know what I would love to be today? What? The plant. It's oh, a puppet. It is a puppet. I want to do it. It was a full body puppet when we did it. Oh, I would be so down for that. Mm-hmm. Feed Miss Seymour. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. Did I get the part, Mr. Director? Uh, I don't know. Could I mean, you take off some more clothes? Mrs. Director. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Sorry. I don't know. Could you take off some more clothes? <laughs> Happy to. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a really good female voice there. <laughs> How cold is your refrigerator? <laughs> Freshly waxed and sweating profusely. <laughs> Skid Row happens. Uh, the ones behind... <laughs> uh, it happened. The ones beautiful Cecil Hotel uh, became more or less of a flop house, and it became a hot spot for negative energy. It was a place for junkies, runaways, criminals. Today, the Cecil Hotel bears the unofficial title of the most haunted hotel in Los Angeles, and I think it's still a really shitty place. I mean, they've redone it. They've tried. I know they call it Stay on Main. I'm sorry. You're the Cecil. It has the original, like, Cecil Hotel signage. Mm -hmm. When did they – does it say when they did that? A few years ago. Just a few? Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Because I know a thing, so (gasps) keep going. Okay. Okay. Um, Oh, rewind for a second. My friend, uh, Ben, is a bartender at the Culver Hotel. Stop it. You know how in the last episode, at the end of the episode, I was like, oh, I should have interviewed Aunt Karen. Yeah. Should have interviewed Ben for years. I mean, it's we'll okay. get him. We'll get him. We'll get him. We'll get him. He's real nice. He says it's definitely haunted, but he never gave me actual stories. He's like, oh, it's haunted, but that's it. Huh. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, Cecil. Fast forward back to Cecil. Uh-huh. 
Um, so here are some of the, you know how you had some notable guests at the Culver Hotel? Yep. Name them. Cecil had Richard Ramirez, mm-hmm. known as the Night Stalker, who uh-huh. like also hid out at the Haunted Hospital I did, Linda Vista. Yeah, yeah. He, he was, was just, just all over the fucking map. Uh-huh. Um, and the Australian serial killer, Jack Unterweger. Mm-hmm. Um, another noted guest was Elizabeth Short, the Black Dahlia. Bitch, like we said, was Everywhere, she was everywhere. As well. But it's not too far from the Millennium Biltmore Hotel, which was the last bar she was seen leaving before mm-hmm. her murder. So in 1985, Richard Ramirez, known as the Night Stalker, lived in a room on the top floor. Uh, mine was 14 stories high. Ugh, I mean, talk brag. about a skyscraper. Mm-hmm. Um, during He lived there during his horrific killing spree. According to reports, he chose the hotel because of its reputation as being, quote, total unmitigated chaos. Ramirez would allegedly return from a murder, leave his bloody clothes in the dumpster out back, and walk half-naked back to his hotel room. In a place where drug deals happened in the open and overdose junkies lie undisrupted in the halls for days, he would have easily gone unnoticed. So, perfect place for a serial killer. I mean. Perfect. In 1991, Australian serial killer Jack Underweger, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, I don't care, also called – I'll blame it on my congestion. <laughs> also called the hotel – Home. I'm imagining a little cross stitch, like home sweet home. (laughs) Rumor has it that he chose the hotel because of its connection to Ramirez. Creepy. I mean. Creepy. Yeah. Another noted guest, Elizabeth Short, uh, the Black Dahlia, stayed at the hotel just before her infamous and gruesome murder. On top of the murderous clientele, well, she wasn't a murderer. Yeah. Um. Murdery. Excuse me. She was a murdery. <laughs> the hotel was also the site of more than a few unexplained deaths. Uh, exactly 16 suicides and murders happened that are accounted for. So the earliest death reported at the hotel was 1930, in 1931. Uh, 46-year-old uh, Manhattan Beach resident W.K. Norton checked in under a fake name and killed himself by ingesting poison oh. capsules. Less than a year later, 25-year-old Benjamin Doddick shot himself in his room. A few years after that, 53-year-old Army Medical Corps Sergeant uh, Louis B. D. Borden killed himself in his room by slashing his throat with a razor. My God. Suicide triggers. Should have put that in the beginning. I mean. Uh, I'll skip over some more stuff. You, but You mean it if you say, oh, wow. I know. That's that's upsetting. Big. The poison capsules, I'm like, sure, that's what people did back then. But the that? Ugh. Yeah, that's a lot. In September 1944, a 19-year-old named Dorothy Jean Purcell did not realize she was pregnant, delivered a baby in the bathroom of her room, and then threw it out the window. Oh. Mm-hmm. It landed on a neighboring building and died, obviously. Uh, yeah. So there's some dark fucking shit happening here. Oh, my God. Yeah. In 1962, Mrs. Pauline Otten, 27, wrote a suicide note to her husband, who was staying with her after they fought, and then left nine stories from the Cecil Hotel and landed on top of George Giannani, 65, a transient. Uh, he was struck by her. They both died. Oh, that's rude. Rude. I know. Like, think about other people. Fuck yeah. it. When you're going to jump, mm-hmm. come on. I'm done. That's just, it's sad. Yeah. Don't jump. Call the suicide prevention hotline. It's in a previous episode. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's fine. Please be care- Please be mindful and love yourself. Yeah. And we can edit that out because I'm not helping. 
I'm not. I'm really not helping okay, it's that okay. out. I don't think people turn to um, us for this, but they don't. They don't. But hey, I've been there and I came out of it, guys. You don't have to do it. 1964. Nope, said it. Oh no, here it is. 1964. Pauline Osgood was found stabbed and strangled in her room. This was an actual murder instead Ooh. of a suicide. She was also raped. Um, it it did show signs of breaking and entering, and her room was ransacked. No one was ever convicted of the crime. The most recent death was just three years ago, June 13th, 2015. The uh-huh. body of a 28 year old male was found outside of the hotel. Some conjectured that he is that a word. You seem like you know something. I knew something else. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say something else. Interesting. Well, they seem like he may have committed suicide by jumping from the hotel, but a spokesperson for the county coroner, 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 informed the Los Angeles Times that the cause of death had not been determined. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah. Really? Well, he could have jumped, but we're not sure. We're not sure. You know I'm skipping over a big one. Yeah, because we're going to get to that. Oh, great. Are you excited? Oh, yeah. Overall, there have been 16 documented suicides and murders at the Cecil. Is the driving force behind this darkness paranormal? I wrote that part myself. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Why we checked into this hotel in the first place. Elisa Lamb's story. Uh-huh. Or is it Elisa? I think it's Elisa. Okay. Elisa Lamb's story. Yes. How are we doing time? Excellent. Elisa Lamb. It was a 21-year-old college student from Canada who was staying at the Cecil when she was reported missing on January 31st, 2013. She called her family every day during her trip to check in. And when they didn't hear from her, especially finding out that she didn't check out of the Cecil on the day she was supposed to, they got worried and they reported her missing to the LAPD. On February 14th, 2013, after weeks of, without any sign of her, the LAPD released a video of the last known sighting of her taken in one of Cecil's elevators. I'm so upset right By now. a video surveillance camera on February 1st. And guess what? Yeah. We're going to watch it. No. Yep. I hate it. I'm so scared. I bookmarked it and it's That's ready. That's why you didn't yeah. put it on airplane <laughs> mode because you wanted to scare the shit out of me. We're watching it. It's four minutes long because look, I could go into... The entire – oh, God, it started. It started. Play-by-play. Uh, I, play. I, I know. So I know, much. baby. I know. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So I could go into the play-by-play of this in writing, but why? Why would I? Right? So, yeah. okay. This is interesting because we're nowhere uh, – can Just we watch it, it like yeah. this? Okay. Is your arm going to get tired? No, no. It's, okay. it's pretty long, and I could do this. Okay. All right. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. I've so seen it. I'm going to not. Here is the video oh, surveillance. God. I've seen it too. It's super scary. I hate it. Okay, so what are we seeing? Elisa walks in, and she's standing in the corner of the elevator, and she's kind of... She's by herself. She's peeking out. Oh, God, God, I hate it. I There's hate it. someone outside of the elevator door. Also, the elevator door is not closing. It, the elevator door is open, and she... Oh, God, okay. Now so she's she, hiding. She looked... She stuck her head out and looked both ways, and now she's hiding on the inside. Oh, my God. So now that she's whoever's outside of there can't... Oh, my hair is all standing Oh, my up. God, my... Legs are like tingling. There's clearly someone that she's hiding from in the doorway, and now she's about. She's like looking around. She steps out just a little bit to look down the hallway. Oh my god, I hate it. Interesting. Oh my god, she jumped all the way out, but the door is not it's closing. Staying open. Oh my god. Okay, she's backing in. She hasn't pressed a button yet. Have for the floors. Fucking fuck, fuck. Someone is out there 
that we can't I'm see. I'm crying. I know my hair is all standing on the I back of my like neck. I don't like it. Truly, if okay, if nothing, it is a very disturbed person. Like she is disturbed by something. Something is is almost like taunting her. So she's now gone. She left she, the elevator. You can kind of see her standing there, though. Oh yeah, you could see a shadow. She's um she's still there. Yeah, isn't that her? Oh, oh she's back. She's back. Yeah. She's back. Oh, did you see her like waving her arms erratically? Yeah. So something now, now she's pressing she's the buttons. Pushing buttons. This is the first time she's actually and she's and pressing the door, all of them. And the door is still open. It's not closing. How did the elevator door stay open? It has been now two minutes. And it's truly she's not she's not drunk. No, no. She's looking again. By the way, uh, yeah. I'll just fast forward to the part that we obviously she ends up dead. There was no alcohol in her blood system. There was no. She's drugs. talking to somebody. <gasps> Look at her arms. She's talking to somebody. She's pointing. She's point. Her arms She's are gesturing. doing weird things. Oh, I didn't get this far when I watched it by myself because I got scared. I watched the whole thing and I did too when it first came out. Yeah, me too. I think I texted you immediately. Um, this was five years ago. I watched it at work. Um, and it. It's very disturbing. It's not, it's not cool. Something's obviously bothering her, but it's really interesting. Both times she's exited, exited the elevator, she's gone left. But whoever she keeps looking at is right. It's to the right, yeah. Because when she pokes her head out in the beginning, too, like to see if anyone's out there, she looks to the right. She like is waving her arms erratically at someone to the right. So now she's gone. I don't think she comes back after this. She does. Or no, does she? finally the door just the closes, doors. Right? But not only do they close, then they open, then they close, then they open, then they close. I don't like it. Uh, there it is. Oh, my, oh my God, God. It's, it's closing. closing. It's closing. So the elevator door, after her being in the elevator for three minutes and it going nowhere after pressing all of those buttons, the elevator door closes. And then, without it going anywhere, it opens. And it does this for the rest of the video. That's it. So... I remember the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts? I was watching the timestamp. Yeah. And there's stuff cut out. Yep. Uh, so that's some of the theories on this. I'll turn it off now because. Thank you. Also, does it look shadowy? Like shadow figures are in there? Uh, yeah. I don't know why I looked. Like that to I me looks like there's Quit a. Quit showing okay. Look, look. Can I make delete this from my bookmarks now because I'm so scared of it? Y'all, we're going to have to post um, it. So. Oh, shit. Uh, so that's what a lot of people say. They said, okay, so here are some of the questions that are arisen from this. Okay, okay so I'm just going to say the end result. Elisa was found um, on the morning of February 19th, my birthday. Uh, Lamb's body was found in one of four 1,000-gallon water tanks on the roof. Um the, during the search for her, guests at the hotel began complaining about low water pressure and a funny taste to the water. Uh, on the 21st of February, the Los Angeles coroner's office uh, issued a finding of accidental drowning. Yeah, right. Her body was found naked with uh, the clothing that we saw her wearing in the elevator um, uh, floating in the water. And it was coated with a, quote, sand-like particulate. Her watch and room key were also found with her. It should be noted that Elisa did have bipolar disorder, and so they chose to blame that on her mm-hmm. erratic behavior. Yeah. She had no substances in her body or signs of foul play or sexual assault and no alcohol, just her prescription medication. Mm-hmm. So she was on her meds. So also bipolar disorder doesn't – that's not bipolar disorder. Yeah. That's your highs are high, your lows are lows. You don't 
and she was on her medication. Yeah. So here are some of the questions about this unsolved case. How did Elisa manage to get inside of that tank? Yeah. There's pictures. I'll, I'm going to post them. It's impossible. She's tiny. You cannot get into that tank. There's not even a freaking ladder to get that high. Yeah. What is the shadow in the elevator that many claim is proof of the paranormal? So that's what I pointed mm. out. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was one of the questions. Yeah, I didn't like it. Uh, why didn't the elevator door close after she hit the button several times? Even police were stumped as to how Elisa Lamb came to be in the water tank that is difficult to access. The possibility of foul play was investigated but ruled out. LAPD spokesperson officer Sarah Faden said the circumstances of Lamb's death are highly unusual and investigators are now trying to to determine whether Lamb's Lamb was murdered or if, quote, a very, very strange accident occurred. And that is the motherfucking creepy-ass Cecil Hotel. Okay, so what do we think about this, Elisa's video? That shadow in the end in the elevator looks very paranormal. A lot of people did mention the time codes. A lot of stuff is cut out. Mm -hmm. What do you think might have been? I don't know what was on there, Mm -mm. but they cut stuff out. And what's crazy is because they released this really long video, and you almost think that it's like – it's so long, like, oh, well, they must have not cut anything out. You know, it's not just highlights, but they did. Yeah. They did cut stuff Because the timestamp and some of it's blurred out apparently too. Mm-hmm. And people complain that like her mouth, her lip flap is kind of like blurred as well. So you can't read you what can't she's read saying. Her lips. Mm. And I'm like, well, it is kind of shitty quality surveillance, but some of it's actually pretty clear. And then all of a sudden, when the elevator doors are opening and closing on their own, and not going like that shadowy figure yeah. comes into the elevator, and then you can't see anything really. It's really shitty quality. And I'll say, when you see the when you post pictures, when you see the, some people are like, oh, she was having a manic episode. She was kind of crazy. She was like, I'll go for a swim in this thing. Here's the thing: it doesn't look like a thing full of water. No, you would have to know exactly. It looks like a giant metal. Pot, yeah, like, but yeah. like a gajillion stories and tons. You, you don't, know? yeah, it does not. It doesn't look like a swimming pool where not. you're accidentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And you have to lift. There's a huge lift. Yeah. They're covered. So like how to even get in there and to be naked and have your clothes next to you, that's really, really interesting. Yeah. And your watch and your card, key card are on you for your room. It just feels like it wasn't planned. She, she, she wasn't premeditating no, this. No, she was – she was seeing something. Yeah. She's obviously seen something and talking to somebody. And she was taking her medication. Mm-hmm. And she would not have been fit to travel by herself. Of course. And obviously it was close to her family. She checked in with them every day. So they wouldn't have given her permission and yeah. let their baby go. She was a college student. So she's fit to be on her own. She's it's not so, that crazy. She's not crazy. It's such a thing like, you know, I think we are getting better about not blaming like marginalized people for you know things but but mental health still it's just easy it's It's, just easy to be like oh well oh she was bipolar the end well then that's what did it that's that explains all of this she was bipolar but it's like no No. it's not there's a lot of of mental disease and you it's if you're on your medication and it's it's being controlled Mm -hmm. like we don't – that's not what you do. And clearly this was out of her control the way the elevator was functioning. Yeah. That's what spooks me. She pressed all of the buttons. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. And as soon as she decides to exit, some shadow fucking enters yeah. and then the doors start opening mm-hmm. and closing. But it still doesn't go anywhere. 
don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. So there is, because I was like, but what about the ghosts? And there was one pretty great picture that captured a um, a full-bodied apparition of a man, like, kind of crawling out of one of the windows uh, from the outside. And I'll post that. I took a screenshot of it. It's no. super scary. It's really scary. He looks a little old-timey, and it's really creepy. But I, uh, I, I don't want to go there because I don't want to. <laughs> Amy, I will never forgive you for showing that video to me. I'm sorry. I, I really shook you. It's oh god, it scares me so bad. Remember that time it's we watched creepy. the Disneyland yes, video and we screamed and scared whoever was with us up there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I do remember that. Oh, I think it was Sammy. I think it was. God, <laughs> it, was so, it was so scary. Watching the videos live is a different. It's a different feels. <sighs> but I got so scared watching it when I was doing my research. I was like, nah, we'll just watch it together. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. It's almost like doing a live ghost hunt, which we keep saying we're going to do. I know. And we're not doing it because I'm scared. Because we're scared. <laughs> we're like, I'm really busy right now. Like three people have requested us and we're like, um, we'll check in with each other's schedules. And I just totally <laughs> nope. dropped ghosted so them. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine doing it in the broad daylight with other people around. I mean, I'm not, I don't but I'll go, still do it. I don't want to go on lockdown at nighttime. I know. We're amateurs, We're guys. We're going to do it. People keep asking us to do their ghost hunts, and I'm like, a, how much are you going to pay us? Yeah. And B, you do know that we're amateurs. We we don't do this for real. Yeah. Um, but we'll see what happens. We pay need... us. We're not professionals. <laughs> pay us for the comedy, uh-huh. not the result. Exactly. We try. We did all right with Debbie's house. I think we did. Yeah. My shoe just made a noise. Cool. Nope. Can't recreate it. Maybe it wasn't my shoe. It didn't sound farty, though. It sounded like ghosty. <laughs> You know when your shoe makes a farty noise and you're like, yeah. wait, guys, that was my shoe. And then you can't recreate it. My grandma used to say, whoops, stepped on a frog. That's, That's what she'd say when she farted. <laughs> I've heard that. I love that so yeah. much. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a perfect place to end. Yeah. <laughs> um, guys, send us your uh, ghost stories or alien stories or haunted hotel stories. We um, know, like, every hotel is basically haunted. So yeah. we know you got them. Um, and uh, please yeah, follow us on, <laughs> on Instagram. Instagram at Banshees and Booze. Mm-hmm. And um, hey, Amy. Yes, Tammy. If you see a ghost, uh, uh, press every single elevator and get to the highest story of your hotel, the sixth floor. <laughs> <laughs> and hide. Your skyscraper hotel. <laughs> Get to that penthouse level stat. Uh, I love Floor it. Floor six going up. <laughs> Not six. Uh, Tammy, if you see a ghost, fuck a fridge. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, hell. Yeah, I'm going to go home and do that right now. I'm telling you. <laughs> Bye, guys. So gross. <laughs> I just stopped promoting this to my coworkers. Yeah, right. <laughs>